From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplug Roundtable Discussion for February 4th, 2009 from Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined this week by my good friends Kathy Worling, Teresa Eccles, Walter Eccles, Will Perry, and John Magi. Kevin Close is recovering from eye surgery, and Corey and Julie are on maternity leave. But Corey will be with us next week. Uh, Walter and I won't be. We'll be out in California. So uh, it's probably going to be another three and a half years before the entire table is like all together again. Uh, in this week's show, we're going to tell you about our recent visit to the Fort Wilderness Resort and Campgrounds. And Diz Unplugged special correspondent David Parfit has an interview with some of the Pioneer Hall players who perform in the Hoopty Doo Review. All that plus this week's news and roundtable rapid fire on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Well, hello everyone and welcome to the show. Let me start off by apologizing for uh, not being able to get a show up last week, but uh, Kevin Close had uh, had to have emergency surgery uh, on his, what was it, his right eye? Left eye. His left eye. And uh, with John and Kevin not being here and Corey and Julie being out, it just was too much to try and cover the show with, uh, with so few people. So we decided it was better to wait until this week until we were a little bit more of a cohesive group. So... Uh, Kevin should hopefully be back next week, and as I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, Corey will be back next week as well. So uh, I actually got a chance. Uh, I went over and saw the baby over the weekend. Did you? Oh my lord, what a beautiful child! They let you near it. I had a, I had a de-germ <laughs> on the way in. They had the uh, pump. Corey's, yeah, Corey's like, don't be offended. We make everybody do this on the way in the house. Like, okay, no problem. Did you have to stick your hands inside the bubble to hold the baby? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I got to tell you, they are two very happy people. They are two very, That's very nice. happy people. Yes, they are. And uh, in all the years I've known them, I've never seen them look so content. Really? I thought so happy. Yeah, I expected that. And uh, Corey in particular, I got to tell you, I'm, I mean, I, I expected he'd be good with the baby, but it's like he's been doing this his whole life. He is just such a natural dad. It's it's tremendous, and and of course Julie's a, you know, was made to be a mom, and uh, she's been waiting for this for a long time. She's already talking about the next one. I'm like, woman, take a breath. Really, <laughs> take a breath. I caught him on an ICQ one night, and I was talking to him, and he disappeared. And he came back. He said, "Sorry, I had to change my hundredth diaper for the day." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I was holding the baby. The baby was sleeping. I said, "The baby just sleeps like she, he's great." I'm holding him. He's sleeping, and then he started making this face. And Corey's like, "Up, oh, he's probably going to the bathroom." I'm like, "Okay, take him." <laughs> there you go. I love him until they crap their pants. But uh, no, what an adorable baby! Absolutely gorgeous baby. But and like I said, those they they look really happy. It was it was really uh, it was really cool. So, um, but Corey will be back with us again next week, and we're certainly. Uh, all wishing Kevin a speedy recovery. I know it's been a really, really, really rough process for him. It has been. I, that was going to be my housekeeping, but I wanted to thank everybody for their good thoughts and their good wishes. Um, this was, as Pete mentioned, an emergency. He, Kevin found out he had a detached retina, and he had to go in and 
we had to go to a specialist who was far away and we had to go to a hospital that was far away. But Knockwood, the doctor thinks everything turned out well, but we have to keep an eye on him. It's just one of yeah. those things that we won't know for six to eight weeks. Keep an uh, eye on him? We won't. <laughs> Is that what she said? Because I have two, <laughs> oh, so I get to keep an eye on him. Um, the worst part is that he has to stay face down. Yeah, that's, that's that would be difficult. How do, how do you do that? He's positioned himself with pillows, and he sits in the in the chair, and he's got pillows behind his head and on his lap, so he can just be face down the whole time. And that's just to promote the healing. So, and that's for a week. So this Wednesday, he can stop doing that. So he'll be happy yeah, about that. Good. good luck, Kevin. But it was a little scary. Well, I'm just glad that the news yesterday from the doctor was good, and uh, that you know. Hopefully, keeping our fingers crossed that uh, this is it. He doesn't have to go through any more of this because he's just had one nightmare after another he with has. his eyes. And I want to give uh, give uh, some good thoughts out to Yvette, our friends Yvette and Emil. Yvette mm-hmm. has had eye surgery. Yeah, she just had it done. Multiple, multiple times. She's had some more problems than Kevin. Oh, really? And I didn't just, know that. She just had a major surgery. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yvette will tremendous, keep you in our prayers. Tremendous problem. So we're going to hope she does well, too. Yeah. All right. A um, couple other things for housekeeping this week. I want to announce our new Disneyland correspondence. Uh, we got a lot of people that uh, submitted um, requests to be uh, our, uh, part of our Disneyland correspondence thing that I'm doing. Um, and I had mentioned I was going to pick three people. I got to tell you, it, I'm not being polite when I say this was really difficult to pick. Because there was not one bad interview in the bunch. There was not one bad submission. Everybody sounded great. Everybody had a, a real passion for Disneyland. So it just kind of came down to, you know, demographics and somebody's yep. car driving by. It's Will's. <laughs> yeah, it must be Will's car. Um, it just came down to, you know, picking who I thought was 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 right. Um, but it was it was very tough. So I want to thank everybody who sent in their requests. Uh, and, but it's uh, Wendy Bell, Good. Nancy Johnson, and Tony Spatel are our three Disneyland correspondents. And uh, Walter and I are actually going to be meeting with them this weekend while we're out in California. And uh, Walter's favorite thing in the world to do is to meet with strange people off the internet. <laughs> um, he's convinced that... Uh, no, never mind. Yeah. Um, Do you know what their board's names are? By any chance? I have. I, I have Nancy's is yellow. Mickey Pontos or yellow. I have oh, it. Cool. I have it in my office. I have it in my office, but I I don't know off the okay. top of my head now. That's how I know people. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only way I know people. Well, that's, yeah, I just uh, Will Will was badgering me last week about Facebook, so I set up a Facebook thing last night, and I'm getting all these friend requests, and I don't know any of these names. Yeah. Until they give me their their name on the boards, and then like, oh, okay, I know who you are. So I've just been like approving everybody. It's like, I okay. told you, told you they're going to start flying in. It's been crazy. I mean, I just did it like at midnight last night. I've got like seventy friends or something. It's ridiculous. See? But it's cool to put a face with a name, you know. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, I was just chatting right before the show. I was chatting with uh, Lee in the UK, Teresa. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, oh, we and, might have to request his friendship. You made one too, didn't you? <laughs> 
Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, well, listen I to the it, way she it. says that. Jeez, what are you going to do? Jump them? No, I made it last, what, October? Didn't you tell me that's when I had my Facebook? Yeah, yeah October had, 8th. Hadn't done anything with it. Then all of a sudden, this morning, Pete's requesting my friendship. <laughs> okay, can we have a lesson on Facebook then? Because I, I need started a big lesson. Well, I'm still learning. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm as confused as could be. Okay. Grace is going to give lessons on oh, okay. poking and pillow fighting. And I have no clue. <laughs> no clue whatsoever. And, well, one of my, one of the no people. Interest. One of my friends said, oh, now we got to get Walter on here. And I responded back, you stand as much chance of seeing Liza Minnelli win another Oscar as you do <laughs> of Walter <laughs> getting a Facebook page. But uh, so congratulations, Wendy, Nancy, and Tony. And thank you very much to everybody who, who asked to uh, be a part of it. And uh, uh, I'm going to keep everybody's information, though, in case, you know, we need more people and so I'm just you know, we're really trying to get more uh, more involved with Disneyland, get more information on Disneyland on the show. Um, it is my favorite place to go. So, you know, that's one. where we go on vacation. You go from Disney World yeah. to Disneyland. Well, it is. It's a very different experience. It is. It is a very very different experience. Yep. And uh, I guess part of it is because, although I got to admit, we did have a tremendous time uh, at Fort Wilderness. We'll get we we'll get to that in our review, but. Um, you know, it's one of the benefits of living here and being a Disney fan is that you can go onto property, believe it or not, and actually have that vacation experience, even though your house is only 15 minutes, 20 minutes away. But, uh, you know, I really do enjoy, though, going out to California, staying over at the Disneyland Hotel. I like Disneyland because it's like you can feel like Walt had been there. Yeah. And then you can sort of like see how they did things a little bit differently out there and how maybe they improved on it. Here or yeah. did a little bit different, but it's neat to go to both. I like Disneyland because you can touch both sides at the same time. <laughs> That's true. That's the way it feels. <laughs> yeah, it is. I know. Send your hateful emails to me. I know. Uh, I love Disneyland. So um, now I also want to give an update on our Give Kids the World fundraiser. Uh, as of this morning, uh, in terms of orders, in terms of the people who, that have put orders in for shirts, uh, $8,400 has wow. been ordered. Wow. Um, only 5500 has actually been sent in. Now, that's what we have sent to give kids the world. As uh, John gets the checks, he holds on to them for about a week and then sends a check off to give kids the world. We've sent them just under, it's actually four, uh, $5,469.55 has been sent to give kids the world. Um so we've got about uh, $3,000 we're waiting on for orders. So let's go ahead and put those checks in the mail, people. Don't make, me, say, don't make me start listing off who didn't pay. Really? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm kidding. I wouldn't do that. Today's deadbeat list. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to say a big thank you to the folks who have added more money. We've had people who, who bought one shirt who paid like $200. That's really, wow. really That's cool. That's an awesome yeah. thing. So thank you very much, guys, for doing that. Really appreciate that is it. that is really special, um, and I'm just really thrilled because we really started pushing this. Uh, you know, we were taking pre-orders back in December, but we really started pushing this uh, with the first show of this year, and we've been able to, uh, you know, conjure up uh, this much money. And so I really appreciate everybody's support. Doesn't mean we don't want more. Keep it coming. If you are not familiar with what Give Kids the World is, go back a couple of uh, couple of weeks in the archives and listen to the tremendous interview that uh, David Parfit, our special correspondent, did um, with Susie Story from Give Kids the World. Uh, 
25 minutes and you will know everything you need to know about Give Kids the World. And I'll tell you, that interview, that interview I think has done more to help us raise money for them than anything else. Uh, we're getting so many great comments about that interview. People really have enjoyed it. So go, go back and listen to that in the archives. Actually, we'll go ahead and I'll, I'll go ahead and put a link in this week's show notes page. Or actually, Will 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 will, will, will do that because uh, I won't be I'll here. Do that. <laughs> will will put a link in this week's show notes page. Um, back to that uh, that interview, and uh, the goal is ten thousand dollars. But I'm you know if we can do better than that, we certainly want to. So you know we're going to keep going until all the shirts are sold. We're actually probably going to order some more. Really? Yeah. We were just talking to Teresa. Teresa said we're running out of a couple sizes. Oh, good. So we may have a second order in there. Some people, some people have asked about: um, Can we do a thing where we do a pickup at the podcast cruise? Absolutely, something we'll look into. So if people want to place an order, sure, and pick them up on the podcast cruise. We'll definitely look into that and the logistics of that. Um, and who knows if we get rid of these? If we sell out of these shirts, maybe we'll come up with a different design. Yeah, or something else. Will's. Um Sky's the limit. Will, well, and as is Will's talent, because Will's great at designing shirts too. Will's uh, very adept in a number of different disciplines in the artistic realm. It's not just limited to uh, etch a sketch, the web, staying <laughs> <laughs> inside the lines. Uh, no, Will. Will has Paint by I, numbers. I, yeah. Actually, you know, true story. The reason Will got this job was because I saw a shirt that he designed. Um, and I said, I, I need to know who designed that shirt. That was a, it was a really awesome shirt. Did it have ruffles on it or anything? Come on, like top design. He's not sewing them. It was. A, it was he just designed this really, really cool shirt that really, uh, really grabbed my eye. And uh, I was in school at this time. Yeah, it was just an illustration I did. And yeah, he was just messing around. And I was like, okay, I want to. I want to talk to this guy. And that's ultimately how Will got this job. So, um, and he's he's Will's beaming right now because he just bought a new car. It's awesome too. Gorgeous, just gorgeous Mustang. I'm in love. <laughs> <laughs> I really am. No, it's uh, yeah, it's a dream come true. So, but thanks, Pete, for the compliments. Appreciate. Oh, my pleasure. And uh, one last thing in housekeeping, as I mentioned, Walter and I will not be here next week. We'll be out in California. But uh, when we come back, uh, which I believe will be the 21st, that'll be the, uh, well, I'm talking about the show on the 20, no, the show on the 18th. Yeah. Because the next show is the 11th and the 18th. Okay. So the show on the 18th, we're probably going to do an extra show uh, just on Disneyland. We're going to be doing some recording while we're out there, uh, especially talking to our Disneyland correspondents and whoever else we are able to hunt down. And uh, we'll be doing a special show when we get back. Oh, cool! On Disneyland, so Mr. That's- Werner, I have a little housekeeping. Oh, okay. My haggis arrived, Jackie. Um, a couple weeks ago on the boards. <laughs> a couple weeks ago on the boards, I had um, put out the question if anybody had eaten haggis or had tasted it in any way, and um, I got a couple okay. responses. Will you please tell our listeners what haggis is? Haggis is a stuffed kind of a sausage kind of a thing, but it's oh, don't don't ends. butter it up like that. Don't okay, it it's I think it's lungs, hearts, livers of a sheep. Yes. Oh no, it's the innards of a sheep. 
Is it in its stomach? Or? Yes, it's cased in its stomach. Right. Well, no, I don't think my... I don't know. Jackie, don't tell me if it really was. I don't know if it was or not. Anyway, she sent me... Um, a couple balls of haggis. <laughs> couple balls. <laughs> <laughs> Direct from Scotland. Okay, it's apparently it's a it's a it's a the, the purpose of my staff today is to gross me out because as soon as Kathy sits down, she's like, "Oh, while you're out in Disneyland, go to uh, uh, Ralph Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen and get me the recipe for oyster soup." <laughs> Oh, that sounds but good. But it doesn't yeah. taste like oysters. I don't I, care. I don't like oysters. This was It's really got the awesome slimy soup. little things floating around in it. Well, the haggis was good. And then this good. one is talking about, of course it was good. You, so, you, you want to try the dog food I have for Max? No. <laughs> Max tried a little of the haggis while he was in our house. No. This explains why the dog came back. <laughs> Traumatized. Okay. It was good. It was really good. I had it with my um, neeps and taddies, which is the way she told me to eat it, which is mashed potatoes and mashed turnips. It was really good. I enjoyed it. Do you it. heat it up? Is it? You do. You you. Uh, I baked mine in the oven with wrapped it in foil and heated it up in the oven and hmm. cracked mean? it open. And when you when you slice the casing, it just bubbles out of it. Anyone in the family try it? No. no. That um, Stella thought it smelled really good, but she wouldn't try it. It was good. I enjoyed it. Thank you, Jackie. Jackie, don't take it personally. Just the whole concept. Just. <laughs> That you know, it's right up there with cream spinach. Oh, I like me. that too. Oh, I'm sure you do. Why don't you put some cream spinach in your haggis? Just don't come near me after you do it. All right. Any other disgusting housekeeping elements this week? No, not disgusting. But uh, there's some new photos. I recently just put up the celebrated dream come true parade photos are up, and um, I put some new double tree photos up. So if you guys didn't know, we just added a new universal property to the site. That's yeah, going to be my rapid fire. Uh, was going to be <laughs> no it still will be go ahead well just go check out the photos there really wasn't any uh, pictures over the property so gives you a real sense of the location and you went you over know. recently and took pictures yeah they give you cookies no 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 you no they kicked him out they, they, yeah they actually kicked me out so. but i got i got some uh some decent shots of the lobby and uh, the food court, and they have a nice buffet restaurant in there. And, um, you know, I, uh, I got a good shot that shows you just how far this or how close this hotel is to Universal. So, I mean, it's a nice place. I was impressed. Yeah, we'll talk more about that, uh, like I said, my housekeeping. So thank Sorry. you very much for that. <laughs> Those pictures of the, of the parade are beautiful. Yeah, he got so some incredible colorful. pictures. Yeah, Get that sky behind it—it's yeah, incredible. The castle, we we had a great, great video. Position. The video too. The video came out awesome. <laughs> I got to say, it really did. Um, we yeah. also um, putting up a lot of video with this week's show. Uh, those of you getting the show through iTunes, I am not I'm intentionally not putting this week's video into the iTunes feed because you will all curse me for the download times. These files are massive. Uh, we uh, shot a lot of video this past week with the new camera, which I am so in love with. And uh, so the, all the all the videos we've been putting up are pretty much high-def videos. And the file sizes are quite large. I've managed to get them down to a, something reasonable. But if you want to download the videos, they're all going to be linked from the show notes page this week. So you'll be able to just click on them and download the files, and then you can go ahead and import them into iTunes if you want to. But uh, like I said, if if I put them right into the iTunes feed, because I've got four videos going up this week, hmm. would be about a half a gig uh, worth of video. 
um, and people would be cursing me up one side and down the other. Damn you, Pete. Why is it taking <laughs> seven and a half hours to download the podcast? They're, really, they're some top-notch videos. They really came out good, I got to say. So what did really... you guys think of the parade? I enjoyed it. I liked I it. I really liked I it. I liked it. You didn't. I don't see that it was all that much different. I mean, like they put more people in the parade, but it, I don't know. It didn't inspire me like some of their other parades. I nicknamed I it Recycle the Magic. <laughs> Disney's attempt at saving the planet. We're going to use the same floats. and the same, they, took, they, used, they literally used the same sign and put a different sash over it to include the celebration theming. Oh, I have to be honest. I saw We saw it twice, and I enjoyed it both times. Uh, then again, I was watching it through a viewfinder. But you know what? Um, it's a parade, and you're at Disney. So, yeah. I mean, how bad could it be? I'm just saying, it's just it's kind of disheartening when they use the same floats over and over and over again. You'd like them to see something new. Recycle the magic. Recycle the magic. Disney goes green. Yep. <laughs> uh, all right. Any other housekeeping now that we've gone on for 20 minutes? No? Okay. Nope. When it started with the news, our first news story this week. Jonathan Justin Spiegel, 27, was arrested last week on charges of first-degree murder and the death of his girlfriend, Nicole Hammond. Hammond fell to her death from a 16th-floor balcony at the Marriott World Center on New Year's Eve. Initially, authorities considered the death an accident, but a subsequent investigation led them to charge Spiegel with murder. Spiegel was arrested at his home, his family home in Lawton, Oklahoma. I knew something was going to happen with this because yeah. something just didn't sound right. Nobody acts unless you're really drunk. And even then, it's tough. Nobody accidentally falls off a 16-story balcony. But it was right after they checked in, so she would like had to run across the room and dive out the yeah. The I mean, it's kind of crazy. So I mean, of course, this is alleged. This man's being charged with this. He hasn't been convicted of anything. But I'm just saying that something didn't stink right from the first time I heard the story. But uh, we'll find out what happens. But I feel I feel bad for the girl's family. Um, you know daughter checks into a hotel with a boyfriend and and they said it was a pretty nasty scene 16 stories 16 yeah. stories yeah, it not, yeah. and it, it was like where she landed was on the I, I, if I've got this correct it was like on the fifth floor it was like a glass it's like the top of the pool the glass top to the interior in, interior pool and there were people on their balconies that were overlooking that that saw her come down Ooh, I mean man. It was really traumatic. Oh, so, but, um, so we'll see what happens with that investigation. We'll keep you posted. Um, next up, uh, uh, this is you know unfortunate but uh, inevitable. Universal and Disney have both announced that they are laying people off. Uh, Universal announced that they would be cutting 70 jobs, mostly in management, as a result of the slowing economy. No details were released as to the exact number of jobs being cut or what, if any, uh, severance packages were being offered. Uh, this announcement came only a few days after Disney announced that it was asking more than 600 members of its management team, both in California and Orlando, to accept a severance package in lieu of layoffs. Uh, Universal stated that the work is, uh, that work is moving forward on two new attractions, that they're not uh, slowing down on Rip Ride Rocket, which is scheduled to open this spring. Uh, the new roller coaster, and of course, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, which is scheduled to open sometime next year. Uh, now, the Orlando Business Journal reported that the that Walt Disney Travel Company, which is the sales and marketing arm for the theme parks, is looking to buy out about 600 members of its management team, most of them, half of them here in Orlando, 
and they also did not release specifics about what kind of severance package they were offering. But a Disney spokesperson did say that if they didn't get 600 people to agree to a severance package, that they were just going to go ahead and start laying people off. So this was really just uh, uh, to avoid a forced layoff. And so this really, this kind of news tells me that Disney is looking down the road for the next year and saying things ain't getting better. And uh, although I've got to say, you know, the crowds looked pretty good for January. Yeah, they did. Last week when we were on site. Um, it definitely was not, parks were not empty. I'm not going to say they were crowded. Uh, I don't think we waited on the line more than 15 minutes for anything. Uh, but it's, I mean, you guys walked on Space Mountain twice. Right. Yeah. The, first, the second time we waited. The second time there was a little bit of wait. The first time we just walked straight on. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, parks weren't empty. They weren't full. But there were definitely people there. It wasn't the ghost town that you, I, I think some people are expecting. Uh, so I'm not sure, uh, you know. We're also hearing hearing rumors. There are rumors being posted on the boards that the uh, the travel dates for the seven for four package are going to be extended uh, through the summer, and I think that would be really good because you know you've got a lot of people that, for whatever reason, will not cannot pull their kids out of school to come down here. They can only come down in the summer, and you know what they they'd like to take advantage of this too. And so I'm hoping that... Uh, well, that tells me Disney's really hurting in the summer. Yeah. Because they don't run promotions in the summer because they don't have to. Never. So if you want to fill your resorts in the summer, you're, you're definitely feeling it. How how middle management heavy do you have to be to feel that you can lay off 600 middle managers and not worry about the effects? Well, I, I thought it was interesting that the article in the Orlando Business Journal identified these 600 people as managers in decision-making positions. So you're absolutely right. How how top-heavy are you? The decisions um, are like, today I'll have ham or today I'll have turkey for lunch. <laughs> well, hopefully these 600 people, the 600 that decided outsourcing was a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe, I don't know. I think they're only going to do more outsourcing with the economy like this, not less. But I'm... Uh, I'm really um, I'm sad. I'm sad to see anybody lose their job uh, at all. And uh, they're not the only company. Some tremendous layoffs out there. Yeah. Home yeah. Depot laid off what seven thousand. Yeah. Something? Wow. Macy's just laid off a whole slew yeah. of people. Um, Caterpillar. Caterpillar twenty four thousand. Out in Peoria. Yeah. I mean that was they didn't think it was going to hit them, and they got slammed. And you know it's just it's everywhere. It's everywhere. But so are the deals right now. I mean, the, the Orlando is responding. The hotels are responding. Um, this is, you know, if you have the means and the ability. I mean, we're, we, you know, we just, again, we're going to get to our Fort Wilderness segment in a little bit. But um, and we spent seven nights in a Fort Wilderness cabin that normally goes for $300 a night. And we got the seven nights. And the total for that package was $1,300. Wow. And that included, a, we only included a one-day a park hopper ticket with the package because uh, we have annual passes. But uh, $1,300 for seven days, that's really good. So we'll see how it all shakes out, though. But uh, this is a great time. It's a great time to come down. Got to say, the deals are abundant, and it looks like they're not going anywhere anytime soon. So if you if you think you might be able to swing it, 
Now let's see Disney Cruise Line come out with something decent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of, you know, kids sail free on a three-night cruise. A, nobody wants a three-night cruise. And what about the people that don't have kids? Why don't they get a discount? And it's during a period where people have to take their kids out of school. Yeah. Uh, it's, and, 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 they, and they build this as this great, this great discount. Just because you say it's a great discount doesn't mean we're going to believe you. All right? There were a lot of people who took advantage of it. I will say that. There were, there were cruises that sold out. For this three night, however, I think that you know they, Disney needs to step up and do something that everyone can take advantage of. Yeah. This was for kids between three and twelve, so now you've got all of a sudden a thirteen-year-old is not a kid anymore, and then you've got to take him out of school, and it's only for a three-night cruise, so you got to spend airfare for a three-night cruise. So it kind of really pigeonholed yeah. a lot of people. It wasn't, in my opinion, wasn't a great promotion. No, I agree. I agree. So, all right. And our final news story this week, according to an article in the Orlando Sentinel, a manager at CityWalk's NASCAR Cafe was arrested and charged with embezzlement of more than thirty thousand dollars from the company coffers. The indictment alleges that Stephen Johnson of Winter Garden, along with his assistant uh, Gene Dos Santos, arranged group events at the restaurant and then pocketed the money. <laughs> The two were accused of setting up a fraudulent bank account with the name Group Sales NSR. When clients would book group events, Johnson and Dos Santos had them write checks payable to this fraudulent account, and with the two of them pocketing, allegedly pocketing the money. The indictment charges Johnson with three counts of wire fraud, engaging in illegal monetary transactions, and conspiracy to commit tax fraud. Dos Santos was charged last July with one count of conspiracy to commit tax fraud. Wow. So... What a shame. Yeah, what a shame. The big surprise is people book things at NASCAR yeah, Cafe. Yeah, really. I think that was the bigger story. $30,000 worth of business at Now, look, Cafe. not saying anything about NASCAR. No, no. Have you eaten there? No, yes. The I food have, is yeah. disgusting. It's the food a, is just awful. It's a sad thing. It's not very good. Yeah, it looks it cool, but yeah. yeah. And the food stinks, and the service stinks, and the prices are ridiculous. Yeah. I'm sorry. It just. I ate there with you, actually. Yeah, and we hated it. Yeah, yeah. And I was sure. even drinking, and that could that didn't help. <laughs> yeah. Usually, if I you know had enough to drink, any restaurant was good. But you know, even there, it was like. Oof. Who was your server, Danica Patrick? <laughs> I wish. Are you I would impressed that I, I know would, who that name is? I would go back. I am. I, I know who she there. is. <laughs> I, 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 I know. She's Danica. a Russian gymnast. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's that uh, lady. Race car driver. It's that gorgeous IndyCar driver, yeah. Okay, well, mm-hmm. that's all relative. Oh, she's a good-looking girl. She had a Super Bowl commercial. Did she? Yeah. I understand it was racy. I didn't see it, but I understand it, it was, was... It was pretty No risque. pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, yeah, I agree with you. So, all right, well, that's going to do it for the news this week. Uh, the weather going to be cold the next few days here in Orlando. Temperatures are dropping, actually, into the 30s at night. On Thursday night, and that is going to continue into Friday. Uh, it does start to warm up this Saturday with the highs getting back into the mid-70s, and that will continue on into next week. Expect temperatures during the day to be in the upper to mid-70s next week, lows in the mid-50s. Uh, as of right now, there is no rain in the forecast uh, for the next week, but God knows we've had plenty of that the last few days. Yesterday was just brutal. Mm-hmm. We had so much rain yesterday. It rained all day. All day. And Actually, night. Kathy put up pictures from the... Uh, uh, the, the Super Bowl dude that was at the Magic Kingdom. What's his name? Santonio Holmes. Santonio Holmes. Uh, 
did his, you know, I won the Super Bowl and you didn't parade yeah. uh, <laughs> at the Magic Kingdom. And the picture, you can see in the pictures, it was just pouring, pouring, pouring rain. I love Mickey and his football outfit. That was really that cute. That was cute, I thought. Yeah. Mickey's got an outfit for everything. It does. I know. I think that's neat that, yeah, whatever comes up, he's got an outfit for it. So Mickey's a drag queen. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> it's also, we have free Diana Ross of theme park characters. <laughs> we have... Uh, we have a freeze warning tonight. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. It's going to go down. It could go down to thirty twenty. Tomorrow is supposed to be thirty degrees. Well, looking at the hibiscus out the window, it the last one killed killed mine. Took all the the leaves off of she it. She means her hibiscus. I think. Yeah, but there's one right out the window. Oh, right here, right here but that one survived pretty good. Yeah, that one looks good. This side of town looks <coughs> nice and healthy. Our side of town's all. Brown it doesn't seem to reach here. Whenever you see the little bubble that says freeze warnings, it doesn't seem to come this way. Now, I was surprised when we were in um, Osceola County, which is south of us. And they had so much frost. They had a lot mm-hmm. more frost than we did. They, they even pointed that out on the map the one day that where the cold pockets were, and I happened to live in one of the cold pockets. Oh, so. okay. So, all right. Well, that'll do it for the weather. We're going to move on to rapid fire, and I'm going first. Ha, ha, ha. As Will had mentioned uh, earlier in housekeeping, we have added a new hotel uh, to the site, and uh, we do make a big, kind of big deal out of that because uh, – it is very rare for me to add a new hotel to the site. I'm very picky about which hotels will allow to uh, be represented on the Diz. And I will go ahead and preface this by saying we do have a financial relationship, obviously, with this hotel. So it's kind of self-serving to mention it, but what the heck. Uh, this is a Doubletree Universal. Um, really wanted to, I really wanted to find a good hotel um, near Universal that was a little bit more reasonably priced than staying on site. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of the on-site hotels. Don't get me wrong. I think they're great hotels, but especially in this economy, people are looking for something a little less expensive. And uh, the Doubletree, I had always kind of like passed by that location because in the past that used to be a Radisson, the Radisson Twin Towers, and it was just an awful hotel. But they pumped... I forgot exactly how much money I was in. I think almost sixteen million dollars into renovating this hotel, and it is gorgeous. It looks beautiful. It beautiful. is an absolutely gorgeous hotel, and the prices that they've given us on the site are fantastic. I mean, we've got some dates in there that are eighty nine dollars, ninety nine, one nineteen. Yep. Wow. I think his his worst rates are like one fifty nine, one sixty nine, um, which is still good, and that's during that's peak. Very good. And these are really, really nice, comfortable rooms, big rooms. These are. Rooms that are 400, 425 square feet, that's comparable to the size rooms you see at the Poly or the Contemporary, um, the older Disney rooms. So these are nice big size rooms, and it's walking distance to Universal. Yeah, I mean, and it's not like theoretical walking distance. This is a lighted sidewalk path that goes to the front gate uh, to Universal. So you can absolutely walk there. And it's a beautiful hotel. I'm I'm really happy to have them on board. And so if you're thinking about spending a few nights at Universal, uh, please check them out. Doubletree Universal. We'll have a link to them on the show notes page. And uh, trust me when I say I would not put them on the site if we hadn't put them through their paces and really checked them out well. And uh, I, if I'll stay there, if I let my mother stay there, then they can be on the site. And... Uh, I, I'm telling you the truth when I tell you we turn away, and Teresa knows this, and everybody knows this. We turn away far more hotels. Yeah, we looked at a lot before we yeah 
decided to go with these guys. And I'm really, really picky. I'm looking for hotels that have that unique, a unique feel, a unique experience, but at a really good price point. We wouldn't take them when they were the Radisson. No, we wouldn't. For the longest time, Bob would say, come on, let's go look at them. And they were horrible. Well, they contact. They were contacting Bob all the time yeah. to come on the site. And Bob would be like, oh, let's put them on. I'm like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And... Uh, so when I knew, you know, I knew it turned into it. It was, it was it became a double tree a few years back, and but I had just had such a bad impression of it as the Radisson. But the new owners, the new the new management, really has done a tremendous job. And something I can say too, that you know, because what we did before we even contacted them, we went over there for a couple of times. We walked around and we were like, can you, just kind of checking everything out. The staff was just so nice. Everybody. I mean, they had no idea what we were doing there. They had no idea. We were just another face in the building. And their staff, I mean, offering us the chocolate chip cookies, which is something Doubletree is famous for. Good cookies. Um, how, from, housekeeping, from housekeeping on up, everybody was just so nice. And that was one of the things that really, really stood out to me. Because when I see that, that's how I know that the management of the hotel is doing a good job. They're keeping their people happy. Because if you're not taking care of your people, it's going to show on their face um, when, they're, when they're working. And so uh, I can absolutely recommend this place, Doubletree Universal. Like I said, we'll have a link to it on the show notes page. So, Kathy, what do you have? I have um, Disney's Magical Express starting February the 10th is now only going to be sending one luggage tag per person before they used to send you two. But you can call or uh, if you booked it you can call and order more or you can have your travel agent order more for you and they're now going to start sending the packets to canada so if you've you know in the past just had to show up at the airport at the welcome desk now they will send you a packet cool great thank you for that tip miss Teresa Adams. hello health canada is recalling the disney lipstick and lip gloss sold at Dollarama stores across the country. I better call Kevin right away. You better. <laughs> he's home getting dolled up. We had Stella go through all her lip gloss. He's, he's getting smart, not smarted up. No, there is a health risk. Um, they found excessive levels of lead in the decorative sticker glued on the external cap. This is, well, you know, because they're licensing these products out to anybody that will pony up the cash. And they're not doing any kind of QA. They had a jewelry recall a few months back for the same thing, excessive quantities of lead. Uh, you know, when, they go when, I, when, I go, when I go insane over outsourcing this, and, and of course they're going to outsource something like lipstick or like some of these jewelry pieces. I understand that. But you know what? Do a little bit, just a minor amount of quality assurance checking before you allow your brand to be slapped on some piece of crap like this. This is what drives me crazy. That's why I'm hoping that the 600 people that are getting cut, because this is what they do at Walt Disney Travel, too. They just they outsource anything and everything they can think of. I'm hoping the 600 people that are getting cut from Walt Disney Travel are the ones that love to make decisions just like this one. Okay. Well, they were Sorry. imported from China <laughs> and sold exclusively at Dollarama stores in Canada. Now, there's your other problem. Imported from China. Now, did you hear? Did you, did you hear what happened to the uh, the men who owned the milk factory that got no. all those people sick? Oh, what happened? They were sentenced to death. <gasps> Are you serious? Oh, really? They were sentenced. Two men 
sentenced to death. They have to drink the milk or what? <laughs> <laughs> you drink your own product. <laughs> but maybe, yeah, they maybe, were sentenced uh, to death. Maybe they thought they were ordering red. And they got lead instead. That's true, maybe. <laughs> oh. 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 Send your cards and letters to John. Oh, that, wow. Just. Ugh. That's wild. I didn't hear about that. Crazy. Yep, sentenced to death. Read it in Time Magazine. So it's got to be true. <laughs> so, all right. Thank you, Teresa. Walter. <clears throat> this happened. We, just, we first discussed it in August, but it has resurfaced. Denise Moody states that she's been unfairly banned from all Disney parks and is suing Disney. Miss Moody suffers from abdominal adhesions and states that the only thing that provides relief from her excruciating pain is repeatedly riding the Tower of Terror. She has an annual pass, but after showing up every weekend and riding dozens of times, she was informed she could only ride the attraction a limited number of times. She is suing Disney for breach of contract and emotional distress. Disney spokesperson says that her case is without merit and she was trespassed after causing a disturbance within the presence of another guest and using foul language toward cast members mm. but she is suing this time I, I just you know my my inclination is to say that you know this is this woman this woman's sick she has an illness and you know let her ride the ride but there's obviously more to this i disney would just not throw somebody out of the parks you can ride a ride repeatedly i mean what would you have to do to draw attention to yourself the foul language might be a the foul yeah. language yeah. i i think she probably you know had it just became completely unhinged and went off on a cast member and i don't know it's got to be something serious because i'm telling you i mean disney just well, she was trespassed it wasn't like you can't ride the tower of terror she can't go back to a disney park yeah, I mean... So she did wow. something. You know, Disney yeah. doesn't just yank you out of line and say, we're going to trespass you. you know? Yeah. No. So I just I just feel bad for it because obviously there is a, a real medical condition there. And, you know, I'm sure she's not lying when she says that, you know, riding the Tower of Terror gives her relief. And well, part of the, the, the uh, um, story, her doctor said it was is helping her quite a bit. She doesn't have to... She normally had to have four or five surgeries a year. Now she's down to like one surgery a year. So it helps her immensely, but... I don't know what she did to get kicked out. Um, I just wish they could work something out with her. Yeah. You know? It's kind of sad. Well, if it was that important to her, though, shouldn't she have behaved? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like I said, there's obviously more to the story than yeah. just I don't know, she wanted to ride Tower of Terror and Disney's telling her no. I don't think anybody's going to know unless you were there. The cast yeah. member and her, I mean, it really comes down to that. Yeah. You know? So, well, we'll see, see what happens. Thank you for that, Walter. William. All right. I have uh, <clears throat> two quick ones. This one was kind of, uh, I think people already expected this. The new Hollywood Bowl stage at uh, Universal is not going to be finished in time for Mardi Gras concerts. Um, bands are going to end up playing on a temporary stage set up over by Mel's. Um, they're starting to put up lighting equipment right now, and they're still working on the audio system. So, But it's going up, getting ready. And, and another one, this is pretty cool. Uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. unveils his new... Uh, number 88 National Guard AMP Energy Car uh, for the first time at Universal CityWalk this Sunday, February 8th at 4.30. Oh, really? oh wow. wow. I'll be there. His AMP Energy Car? That's their sponsors. Do they still have AMP? The grocery store? I, I'm guessing. I, I don't think yeah, AMP is, is, yeah. is the grocery store. I think it's a... It must be I'll have to look into that because that's new. He was National Guard last year. Do you know where on CityWalk? It says... Um, the I would imagine... Cafe. The, the NASCAR plaza, cafe. plaza stage. <laughs> Better hold on to oh, his okay. wallet. The manager may try and rip him off. <laughs> yeah. Should be cool. I'm uh, I'm gonna go over there and check it out for yeah. sure. 
Cool. Plaza Stage, 4.30 this Sunday. Thank you, William. Yep. Cool. I received an email, and I don't know how many other people got this. Uh, Disney is having a contest. You can win one of five magical Disney vacations. Um, uh, the Magical Celebration Sweepstakes is a chance to win a f- one of five magical Disney vacations specially designed to celebrate your family's milestones. Enter every day in the month of February at Disney.com slash celebrate. We'll put up a link to that. Um, and you can also, daily, you can also text the word magic or the to Disney, which is 347639 on your phones. So looks like they're going to be giving away... Uh, some some vacations out there, but cool. I don't know if everybody received this or I got it because they like me more. I mean, I don't know why <laughs> they probably gave you just gave it to you. You think I'm the only person yeah. I got it? That's pretty cool. Did you go watch the video or did you go to the link? No, I just printed out the email. I'm too lazy to go any link. I, click on I, this. Think, <laughs> I, I think work. you need to go back and look at it because I think Disney's creating a monster. You know, the whole what are you celebrating thing. I'm thinking, you know, like major milestones. Oh, we're celebrating my son's fourth birthday. We're celebrating this. What's it going to be like when this celebration's over that they've now, like, trained everybody that they're celebrating something? You know, I think they've they made it too big. I think they should have narrowed this, it. This also falls back on the whole the the current social norm we have, where now everybody who plays soccer gets a, a trophy. Mm-hmm. So now everybody thinks that everything they do deserves a celebration at Disney. You know, so it's just weird things. Yeah, what will happen next year when it's over? It'll be the year of no celebration. We don't celebrate or what? <laughs> sad. And I've sad, seen people even on the boards too discussing that when they said what they were celebrating in their confirmation came back that the celebration wasn't written right and they wanted to call back and correct like what category their celebration was so i think it's like raising people's expectations as to what is going to happen when they get here disney just went underwent a huge uh upgrade of their systems and part of what they did was they allowed now have a field in their systems where they're putting in what your celebration is so when you call up and you book a reservation you're supposed to tell them what it is Again, I agree with you. I think now people are going to have this expectation of, I've told you what my celebration is. I want every minute of every day to be cool. Mm-hmm. And what is, what's going to happen, you know? Yeah. It's, I don't know, weird. Mm-hmm. But at least people can win a free one. And I thought you were going to talk about they've created a monster with this. Everybody can enter once a day for the month of February. That's a lot of entries. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's also, you'll notice every single thing they're doing is to get their hands on as many email addresses as possible. They are trying to build up that email list, that that, that bulk email list is, as much as they can. So I'm still waiting to see the RU23, whatever that was, is. So they just, you know, they've just got a lot going on. They've got a lot going on. I've never seen them this active in terms of their promotions. They are really everything. They're throwing everything but the kitchen sink. At this at this economy, but I'm so I give them and I give them credit for it, really and truly. I'm not criticizing them at all. I think it's great. I think it's creative. They're they're trying to hit this from as many angles as possible, and good for them. Um, maybe this will teach them that when times are good, you do this stuff. And I'm then, waiting for them though to, to hit that home run because it's like they're throwing stuff out there, mm-hmm. and it's like you know I, moderately I, successful. Like where's that one really genius yeah, promotion? We haven't seen it yet. Twenty three is going to be the finish. well. We'll see. We'll see what it is. We'll um, but I, I agree with you. They have not hit a home run yet. 
And even with this, you know, what are you celebrating thing? It's cute, but it's not a home run. Right. And we got to remember too, their celebrations are done. You know, they, they concoct these a year in advance or two years in advance to be in order to have them roll out. So I don't think this, what are you celebrating is in response to the economy. No, I don't think, I don't think the, what are you celebrating is in response to the economy, but things like the sweepstakes, the RU 23, uh, all the other stuff that they're doing, that stuff has been, uh, you know, they start, they, they knew the middle of the middle of last year that things were going to start getting tight. So they've been, they've been putting stuff into the pipeline since then. I think they've also had a slight success with the whole viral marketing. Yeah. That one thing they did, that video they put out where you could put your name in, um, to the video yeah. and it could be like, you know, that was really trend. cool. That was yeah. a very cool thing that got a lot of foothold in the viral community. So this is what they're doing is they're saying, well, what else will play and what else will work? Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. All right. Well, thank you for that, John. That's going to do it for Rapid Fire. We are going to move on to our review of Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground. Uh, Walter, Will, and I were there uh, last week. Uh, Walter and I were in a Fort Wilderness cabin, and Will was the pioneersman uh, staying in a rented uh, RV. Oh, it was rough. <laughs> it was, uh, you know, and, and I, I, I'll just preface by saying that you know, the my expectation was that I would, you know, be checking out and heading to the Wilderness Lodge. Um, that was my expectation. Too. Oh, yeah, I lost money on that bet. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, I, and I'll be honest, I had called and checked to make sure the Wilderness Lodge had rooms. Um, it's the presidential suite of L. I was, uh, I, I was not, uh, was not going to take any chances. Um, now, just to let everybody know that when we go and do these reviews. Um, we uh, we only we only book these things with publicly available uh, rates and specials. We don't use travel agent rates or anything like that. Uh, this was booked on the seven for four uh, package, as I mentioned before. It was, uh, came thirteen hundred and thirty dollars, I believe, for the two of us. Um, that was that's a low price because uh, we did not take the uh, the tickets. We only had one day tickets. In order for it to be a package, in order to get that seven for four, you've got to have at least a one-day ticket attached to it. That's what makes it a package. And uh, obviously, since Walter and I have annual passes, there was no reason to spend that money on a seven-day. So, um, But $1,330 basically bought us seven nights in a Fort Wilderness cabin. Now, I had, I've seen these before. I uh, have never stayed in one. And my big concern looking at the Fort Wilderness cabins, and it's a concern I still have, uh, is the, the, the situation with the beds. Um, the beds are double. There, there are two double beds in this in this cabin. Uh, in the and, bedroom, and a set of bunk beds. Yeah. Well, in the bedroom, you've got a double bed and a set of bunk beds, and then out in the living room, you have a Murphy bed, or as Disney calls them, a Seco bed, that comes down out of the wall, and that's also a uh, a double bed. And I'm sorry, but you just <laughs> you've got to do something better than a double bed. It, they're too small. It's too small for two queen. adults. Yeah. For two adults, it's just too small. I don't know anybody. Anybody. I mean, I'm sure there are people out there that sleep on a double bed, and I'm sure you're very small people. And God bless <laughs> you. I am not. And But with that said, I will say that the beds were very comfortable. Uh, Disney's uh, move in the last few years to these uh, better mattresses, has definitely yielded uh, a great return in terms of comfort 
and uh, with the bedding and, and everything. So they were comfortable. They were just too small. And, and this is the, co- the complaint we hear most from people is that I would stay in a wilderness cabin, but I, my husband and I or my wife and I are not going to sleep in a double bed. And I, I appreciate that. I really do. It would only make sense if they had a queen or a king Murphy bed. Because the other room didn't matter. You could stick the kids in that. But if, the, if there was a big fold-out for the adults, that would make sense. But yeah. there wasn't. No. And, you know, I just think they, they really need to revisit that. But now for those not familiar with Fort Wilderness, it is a huge resort. Uh, over 700 acres uh, make up Fort Wilderness. Um, 400 uh, approximately 400 uh, Fort Wilderness homes Camps. and about 700 campsites make up this this resort. And the campsites range from uh, freestanding to full hookup, full hookup being cable, uh, sewer, water, mm-hmm. electric, uh, and the price varies depending. The price for a campsite will vary uh, from anywhere from 40 to $80 a night depending on time of year and type of hookup. And uh, the cost of a Fort Wilderness home starts, I believe, at about $289 a night and goes up from there depending on what time of the year you're booking. And uh, cabins so, are Your cabins are 504 square feet, too, so just can't give you some size. Correct, 504 square feet. So it's a nice size, and the cabins do have a full kitchen. Um, or more, no, it's not a full kitchen. It's a galley kitchen. And, but it's got a you know, full-size refrigerator, dishwasher, stove, stove and microwave. oven, microwave, and all your utensils, uh, pots, pans, glasses, dishes, silverware. It's all in there for you. So it's, it really is very comfortable, and I, I will say it made an excellent base of operations for us for the, uh, the seven nights we were there. Yeah. They have vaulted ceilings, so it doesn't feel small. Because, I mean, they're very stylized single white trailers. Yeah. But they've done a really good job with them. Yeah, they have. They have. They're really well. They're well appointed. They're very comfortable. They're, they, the the theming is spot on. Yes. Um, now, as I mentioned, seven hundred uh, seven hundred acres make up this resort. So getting around it can be a little daunting, uh, especially when you consider that you really can't drive your car to most of the locations inside the campground. They really only want you to use your car coming to your uh, home or campground and going out in order to get to where anything is, whether it's the trading post or Pioneer Hall, which is where the Hoopty Doo Review is, or Trails End Restaurant, which is where the buffet is. You either need to take uh, the internal bus system, which I will say which was, was great, very convenient, a lot of buses running all the time. It was quick, very quick. Hop on, hop off. Yeah. So the internal bus system or you could spend about 50-some-odd dollars a night and rent a golf cart, which is what we did. And the golf cart is just too much fun. I don't know. Who liked it more, Will or Ooh, Teresa? It was no, me. Teresa definitely <laughs> was I had some fun, fun driving that thing. And you could rent a bike, too. They, all, they, they do have bike rentals up there. We got a new one. It was much peppier than the first one we had. Oh, See, really? Will, Will, it, it was, was not nice. my driving. He kept complaining <laughs> I was going too slow. It was the car. I think she should go drive the race car. She'd probably be pretty good. <laughs> Everything that bus almost hit us that one time. Kind of clipped us in the front. Well, yeah, you, you do have to watch. Um, now, Pete had issues, too. He about broke my foot. No, please. <laughs> when he backed into the fence? Well, what? I was trying to get out of the way what? of the horse that was heading right for us. 
Um, Did you get pictures? As oh, you yeah. were coming up oh, on the horse? Did you no, get no. No, no. This is getting more and more like a he-haw sketch. <laughs> <laughs> you had to avoid the horse, so you hit the fence <laughs> while the bus was coming it's funny, in. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned hee-haw when we were going to do the hoop de doo <laughs> review. That's what Max, uh, Max called it, hee-haw live. <laughs> um, but uh, So those are the ways you, you can get around inside uh, Fort Wilderness. And while I think it's obscene to charge 50-some-odd dollars a night a day for a golf cart, it really did make getting around so much easier. It helped a lot. And a lot, a lot of lot people of had their own, though, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Well, that's the other thing is that, you know, as I mentioned in my blog, if you want to know where the millionaires are staying on Disney property, they're all at Fort Wilderness. And they're all driving these $150,000, $200,000 RVs. I mean, gorgeous RVs. Taj Mahal. Park next yeah. to Will's Huge. little. <laughs> yeah. There's, you know, there's Will with his little, you know, the one pop we rented for. No, no, he the, didn't have a pop-up. There, was a, there were people with smaller, you know, smaller campers than me and people out there in tents in that weather. So Now, you got to understand, though, that a lot of people, uh, especially people who have retired, this has become their lifestyle. Yeah. They come here in the winter. And they actually stay at Fort Wilderness all winter long for the whole season, and then they go north and stay at another like camp. They looked like they were because they, they were, had all that. They were well nested. They were that way. Yeah, some of them had all kind of stuff yeah. in yeah. bins they, outside They their decorate. Place. People decorate their campsites. Some even landscaped. So yeah. they were there for so a for that much money to spend on a trailer, that's their home. Right. So right. I mean, Will had a chair sitting out back. There. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question well, for you. Uh, what was check-in like? Because don't you have to check in? Check in was confusing. I yeah. have to say the check in was very confusing. Um, we uh, we got there. I was driving the uh, uh, the RV, and Walter was driving my car. Will was in his car. And uh, what they do is, uh, as opposed to, I mean, they do have a normal check in building, but they also have drive uh, through lanes. Right. Uh, so we were told to you know just go straight ahead and get in get in line behind the other trailers that were there. And we're thinking that there's somebody in this little toll booth house there that's going to check us in. That's what the two people, the two RVs in front of me were thinking. We're all just sitting there. And nobody's coming out to us. There's no one in the toll booth. (laughs) And so it it was about 20 minutes of us trying to figure out where we were supposed to go. Now, once I walked inside and went to check in, the process was instantaneous. And But they were a little, you know... Because I said, I said to the manager, I said, you know, is this your first time checking in an RV? You know, <laughs> the guy at the front doesn't know that, you know, park there and then go inside. Right. He just tells us to go get in line behind these other ones. So, so what it was, was a little, the purpose of getting in that line? I, I, there are times, I guess, when there is somebody in okay. there and they do check people in that way. They just weren't doing it that okay. day. Because they have multiple. There's multiple lanes. Right. Yeah, you I saw the in, lanes. And but you can even go out the exit. The other time, the other side. Sometimes okay. that was open when we were leaving. So you checked in where the golf carts, where you reserved the yeah, golf carts, correct. the same correct. building. Yep. Okay. So that's uh, the check-in process. Once, like I said, once we got figured out what it was, was painless. And uh, now you get a key to the world card. Even correct. You, yes. Yep. So, Whether you're a campsite or a Fort Wilderness home, you get a key to the world card, just like any other uh, resort guest does. And even if you're on a campsite. You have all the benefits and privileges of being an on-site resort guest. You get the free parking at the parks, use of the Disney transportation system, all the rest of it. So, um, 
the campsites are like you said you get a you get a card and um they range from 25 to 65 feet so if you're going to you know take a tent or you're going to have an rv and actually they're expanding them right now for the larger rvs we yep. saw uh, we There's saw a lot of those loops are being expanded to a uh uh, accommodate the larger RVs. For these mansions. McMansions yeah. on wheels, yeah. yeah. Um, just another point, the the bikes, you can rent a bike for $18 a day or $9 per hour. So it's another way to get around a little cheaper. And there were a lot of people riding bikes. It looked like a lot of fun, um, you know, to ride around there. Biking bike. and camping. Ooh. Yeah, really. <laughs> so when you, get, when you got your hookup and you said you got cable, yeah, like... Do you pay extra for the cable, no, or is that included. part of your that's part if you if, you, if, you, hookup, if yeah. you have a premium campsite? If you have a premium campsite, that's included. Right. But if you have a regular one, then you have to it, pay extra. The, the price then you don't have cable. No, you, you don't, don't have. Oh, cable. you don't. Oh, you no you're hookup. really roughing you can, it. Yeah, no TV really in your tent. No. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about the site itself. You you park the RV there, and then it, there's what something that attaches to the trailer that yeah. gives you these things. We um, you know, the RV. There's all, I got all kinds of good pictures of the um the campsites and stuff so check those out but it's just, it's a big driveway and you pull up there's hookup for electricity um there's power outlets there's a water hose you've got a sewer outlet right there they have a picnic table and a small grill that's pretty much your campsite so was your hookups in that fake tree stump yeah okay. it's like painted yes. brown it's yeah. A, yeah yours look kind of confusing with all the box. wires going in 30 different directions i we noticed the people complain. next to you were all neat and yeah, the sewer hookup. Well, we were we were rookies right, doing this. For the show. Right. We were, uh, you know, this is the first time I've ever hooked up an RV or took it to a campsite. I don't know about these guys, so, but it was really easy. I mean, it took us fifteen twenty minutes to hook it all up. Yeah, it was easy to figure out. I mean, we, you know, it's the, all labeled. Considering that none of us had ever had ever, ever done, done it done before. before. I mean, uh, you know, never even I didn't even know where the the sewer pipe was on this. See now, well, I think for most people that are are coming there to camp that. They own their camper. Right. In our case, we actually rented one locally, um, which it would have been cheaper. Honestly, it would have been cheaper for you to be in a Fort Wilderness home than it was to rent that RV. They're very expensive. They are very, very expensive. And I, I really thought with the economy the way it was that there would have been a, a deal or a special because this was the cheapest I could find. And for the uh, for the week, uh, it was about $1,200. <gasps> for that? Wow. For, for that, that little thing you were yeah. saying that? Oh my God! Very not yeah, including I mean, not including another seventy dollars a night for the campsite wow. for the hookup. But people would normally have their own, their right? Own or so RV. right. Okay. So or have all this worked into their price. I'm impressed with the fact that you guys did, never did it before, and you just pulled up. You knew what to do instinctively. It was, Everything was simple, and it's a man. Thing. It's all no. It's all labeled. <laughs> it's all laid out. Well, I well, think well, it's well. A Disney thing. We won't say it was all labeled because when we rented the RV, there was no cup for the to mm-hmm. attach the sewer pipe. We we had a little trouble trying to hook up the water, and then I didn't have a, a cable for to hook up the cable. So you need to come prepared. You know, have so make sure not, you have. There's not a cable running from that fake tree no. that you put in your. You have to provide your own. Uh, That's good. It's no coax device. cable. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't have known that. You need to have so. provide your own coax cable. Yep. For that, you need to make sure you have your own water hose hookups, sewer sewer hose hookups, right. plus all the accoutrements that go along with it. You need to have your own accessories. Now, um, I know. Some of the trading posts carry some of that stuff. Some of the water hoses I did see up there, um, along with a lot of other things that you know you'll come across that you may need. Um, but just make sure that you know that you need that stuff because we wouldn't have been able to hook up the sewer if our neighbor wouldn't have been nice and yeah. and lend us you know their their cup. So so 
Now, uh, in terms of uh, some of the things that, that are available on site, you have uh, two trading posts, which is where they sell food and you know clothes and everything. Can I just say something? We've been there several times. It's one of the I think it's one of the coolest resort stores that's available. It is. They have some of the yeah. most unique stuff out there. I love going out looking around. Well, there's two there's there's two different ones. There's one that's kind of in the in the middle of the resort and then you have one down by the marina. The one by the marina is the smaller of the two. Definitely the one that's in the resort itself, the big one. That one is cool. That one had so much cool stuff. Um, now, mind you, what you're paying about to say food for food prices mm-hmm. is obscene. What was a box of cereal, Teresa? Oh, gosh, it was like $6 and something for a box <laughs> yeah. of yeah. food. And, and a little jar of spaghetti sauce was two ninety five. Let me, let me point out, though, this isn't unique just to the campsite. Right. Any of the home away from home resorts, the, the prices Same are thing. very inflated. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. And, you know, uh, yeah, we were talking about it was almost uh, four and cha- $4 and change for a gallon of milk. So, I mean, it was expensive. It was definitely uh, expensive to buy your food there. I would certainly recommend, especially if you're in an RV, on your way in, stop at Publix. Bring your own stuff. And bring your own stuff. Do not, do not expect to get there and stock up on everything you need and get any kind of reasonable price. It's just not going to happen. I like the s'more cart. That was so neat. Teresa and I noticed that, that they had, you know, all the stuff for s'mores right there by the door. So, you know, or just the candy if you didn't want this. They have uh, (laughs) uh, charcoal, lighter fluid. Little tiny bags of charcoal. Toilet paper. All kinds of stuff. Because every campsite and every Fort Wilderness home has a small grill. Or an ashtray. Oh, we use it as an ashtray. <laughs> um, well, we figured it was the safest place to put our, no, but, our uh, cigarettes. They, um, had, they had interesting little gift things, too. Like mm-hmm. you said, John, that you couldn't find anywhere yeah. else. Where it, else could you find a tire cover? For a the tire bed? cover mm-hmm. or yeah. a welcome mat. Yeah. Or just really cool stuff. Weird stuff. And great candles, too. I've been burning a couple of them. They sell oh, some jacket, really, really so great cute. candles. <laughs> so... Uh, now, one of the other things uh, that's there, and, and again, uh, all this stuff is in the video. We have a video that's going to actually we have two videos going up. One is a, tour, a complete tour of the resort. The other one is just us drive, we, driving around in the golf cart, uh, turn the camera on, and just let it run. So you get a little driving tour of Fort Wilderness. But uh, the Tricircle D Ranch is where they house the horses that you see. Uh, in the Magic Kingdom, the horses that are pulling the trolleys down Main Street, for example. So, and I got to say, I, now I didn't go to the to the ranch. Will did, but taking a look at the video and the pictures, got to be the most immaculate stable mm-hmm. I've ever seen. That's beautiful up there, and the horses are just gorgeous. The horses are absolutely beautiful. So, and that's free. You know, that's just you can go. You can go in there and take a. Go go through the stables and. Did you see the day that we were there that it was really cold and they had the special like horse blanket yeah. things yep. on them? On. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's in the video. We actually yeah. have okay. uh, one of the pictures. You of the, pictures horses the horses go horseback riding. Yes, okay. horseback riding is an option. Um, that but you fun. can walk around and through the petting area for free. I did that a couple of times. Just go up there and they have blacksmiths out there. I talked to those guys. They were reshoeing horses and. Yeah, that was neat watching them do cool. that. They is were. That, I was that the uh, Richard Petting driving experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Bad. Um, in the stables, I walked in there and they were actually hooking a horse up to a, a carriage, and so that was kind of cool to 
you know. When I did the, the wagon tour, they were talking about when they train those horses. When they come in, they're trained. But Disney then retrains those horses so that they can pull on either side because usually horses are sold by whether they pull on the left or the right, and Disney retrains them. Um, so, yeah, the Tricircle D Ranch, someplace that you can go and kind of soak in the atmosphere. Uh, but all the activity that really goes on at the resort takes place down by the marina. You've got, as I said, the Pioneer Hall, the uh, Wilderness Arcade, which was kind of mm. chumpy, yeah. was small, uh, the um, Trails End Buffet, Trails End Restaurant, which is where the buffet is, and uh, the rentals are down there. Yeah, everything's everything's down there. So the bike barn, you got the the, the Chippendale sing along. You know, huge they, right, because they do the movie, the Chippendale sing-along and movie every night. You can fish. You know, there's there's a lot of a activities lot of down there. Do. The beach, volleyball. Yeah, I'm just now the um, Trails End Buffet. Uh, everybody raves about this place, and I now understand why. It was fantastic. Good I food. have to say, for what you get and what you pay. I don't think there's a better deal on property. I don't think so. I do not think it was these very are, reasonable. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner are all buffets. They're all it's all an all-you-can-eat buffet. They serve breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Breakfast is served from a seven thirty to eleven thirty a.m. Lunch from eleven thirty to two. Dinner from four thirty to nine. Uh, four thirty to nine thirty. Excuse me. Uh, now a little tip: if you're willing to have a late breakfast, uh, get there around eleven for breakfast and at 11:30 the lunch stuff comes out so you could actually have both breakfast and lunch um we noticed a couple of people doing that yeah now breakfast is 13.99 per person for adults 8.99 for children under 10 lunch 14.99 for adults 9.99 for children under 10 dinner 21 $20, $20.99 adults 11.99 for children and again this is all you can eat Stunned by these prices, the food was fantastic, and, and we ate there a lot and didn't get sick of it. We either. ate there. Well, I started getting sick of fried chicken and ribs at the end, at the toward end. the end. But now for breakfast, scrambled eggs, omelets, sausage, bacon, cereal, oatmeal, assorted yogurts, fresh fruit, Mickey waffles, pastries. Uh, lunch, you get soup, chili, salad bar, fried chicken, pulled pork, seasonal vegetables, soft serve ice cream. With topping, and there's a children's area that usually has pizza, macaroni and cheese, things like that. Uh, dinner, barbecued ribs. Uh, there's always a, a daily carved meat, usually a roast beef or a prime rib. Um, fish entrees, fried chicken, peel and eat shrimp, pasta, vegetables, salad bar, soup, fruit cobbler, and of course the ice cream. And the ice cream, unlike a lot of places, this is not ice milk. The soft, this is like real soft serve ice cream, like Dairy Queen. It was good. Soft serve mm. it was so good, mm-hmm. really, really good. So, Trails End, I'm telling you, I'm going to go back just to pricing on this is so family friendly. Like again, when you talk about breakfast being fourteen, you know, a buffet breakfast on Disney property being fourteen dollars for adults, nine dollars for children, and the food's good. I mean, it's not garbage. There are. You know, you go over. You could pay a lot more than that to go over mm-hmm. to uh, Ohana and eat crap while Mickey and everybody dances around in their Hawaiian <laughs> outfits. I don't know. Give me this. Is there any character no. interaction here? No, 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 it's just a restaurant. No. Um, so, really and truly, Trails End, 
well worth a trip over to Fort Wilderness. I've eaten there several times. My only thing about that is that there's, it's, sometimes this can be kind of eclectic. They have really good chili. I think their chili is fantastic. Their cornbread is fantastic. But on the sort of choices that they put out, you'll have from corn to like a Chinese dish to to shrimp to something else that was weird. The two or Not three times we were there. Two times we were there for dinner. The, the choices were very eclectic. No. Which didn't wasn't a bad thing. It was just weird. No, everything. We ate dinner there at least four or five times yeah. while we were there. Did you find anything weird on the salad bar? Sometimes they put weird stuff in the no. salad bar. It was all normal stuff. No, it was all very normal. Um, mashed the potatoes, was the only pasta, uh, fried chicken, corn, green beans. Corn, green beans. Um, yeah, I mean, it, the ribs. Maybe it was just the night we went. It was just the service weird. was good, too. The oh, yeah, the service was people. always good. Oh, they were all so nice. We had one. I forgot the, I forgot the woman's name. She's been working there it since. Diane. Uh, she's been working there for, since 1971. She opened the poly. That was Diane, wasn't it? Diane. It was Diane. And she was just, she was terrific. She was. She was terrific. So really and truly can highly recommend Trails End. Uh, if, if you're looking for a place to get a good meal, reasonable price, especially if you've got kids that are big eaters or husbands or wives or whoever that are big eaters, this is a place to go fill up and not break the bank. If, Some, if you're not staying at the resort, you will have to use their internal transportation. You're going to have to park in one of the outer lots, but correct. a bus does come up to the parking lot and you'll be able to take it back to, and you're going to look for the bus that says Pioneer Hall. Right. So people ask that a lot. How do I get back there? You're just going to get on a bus. Yep, just get on a bus. Exactly. Now, next to Trails End is the Pioneer Hall, which is where the Hoop Dee Doo Review takes place. And the Hoop Dee Doo Review is uh, performed three times a night. First one's at 5 p.m. and then at 7.15 and at 9.30. The show runs uh, about an hour and 45 minutes, includes dinner and dessert. And uh, it, it, may seem, it may seem pricey uh, to some people. There are uh, there are three categories of seating for the Hoop Dee Doo Review. You get Category One, which is down on on the floor in the center. Category Two is kind of off to the sides on the main floor and upstairs, and then Category Three are like the the wings on the upper balcony. And uh, I don't have the pricing in front of me. I apologize. We have it on the site. We'll have a link to it. Do you have it, Will? Category one, adults ten and up are fifty eight ninety nine, including tax and gratuity. Ages three to nine are twenty nine ninety nine, including tax and gratuity. That's category one. Category two, uh, ten and up is fifty four ninety nine, uh, again including tax. Ages three to nine are twenty six ninety nine for category two, and category three, ten and up fifty ninety nine, um, and ages three to nine are twenty five ninety nine. Okay, and that 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 is correct. Yeah, and uh, these are two uh, two credits if you're using the dining plan. And you can also get a uh, if you ha- if you are a member of uh, the Disney Dining Experience or Tables in Wonderland, uh, it's twenty percent off. Which actually, because we went with eight people, you saved quite a bit. I that. saved I saved like a hundred dollars. Yeah, uh, doing that. And so. this, again, this includes your tax and your gratuity. Mm-hmm. And this is a great show and it, great food. It's worth it. I, I well, you know, at first because like I said, you know, we had eight people going, and you know, that's a five hundred plus dollar bill and i was like okay wow that's pretty steep walked out of there and like oh my god that was the best money you could have spent for two hours of entertainment the food was delicious the show was top notch it was good 
This is the longest running dinner show in the world. This has been running since April of 1974. Wow. In the okay. world, not in Disney not, World. Not in Disney World, in the entire world. That's pretty cool. Wow. There is no dinner show running longer than this. And uh, we actually, um, when he was down here a few weeks ago, our special correspondent, David Parfit, uh, went to see the show. And uh, he filed a report, but he also got a chance to talk with a couple of the performers. So we're going to listen to David's report now from the Hoop Dee Doo Review. Howdy folks, this is David Perfect checking in for the Diz Unplugged. And tonight I'm at Fort Wilderness. I'm here by myself, so I thought I would take you all along with me to the Hoop Dee Doo Review. I am looking forward to this because I am hungry. So pull up a chair, sit down with me, and we'll enjoy the show. Have some fried chicken, have some ribs. So just some facts about the Hoop to Do Review. Right now, there are three shows that are going on. 5 o'clock, 7.15, and 9.30 p.m. Give yourself lots of time to get down here. You have to park at one end of Fort Wilderness, and you have to take their internal bus system down to the other end, which is all the way down by Bay Lake, where Pioneer Hall is. I was lucky. I parked my car. There was a bus there waiting for me. I hopped on the bus, took five minutes to get down to Pioneer Hall. Another way you can get here is if you're staying at the Wilderness Lodge, you could take the boat from the Wilderness Lodge over here to Fort Wilderness. But just make sure you give yourselves plenty of time to get here and check in. So I was a little bit lucky. When I checked in, the person that was selling me the ticket said that I had received a complimentary upgrade to Tier 1 seating. So I'm going to be right on the floor. Howdy, folks. Welcome to Pioneer Hall. We're ready to open the doors to the Hoopty Doo Review. We have a special guest here that's going to help us open up the show. Alrighty, everybody. This is Bert and Charlie. They're Georgia boys. Time to go in and eat. So let's go on into the Hoop to Do review. We get seated at our table, handed our menu, so everything included in our dinner tonight. We have garden salad with house vinaigrette, cornbread, fried chicken, pork ribs, mashed potatoes, cowboy beans, strawberry shortcake. Also included, you get any kind of sodas that you want, Coca-Cola products, milk, chocolate milk, coffee, apple juice, uh, and you also could get beer or wine. They have draft, Bud Light, Chardonnay, Rose. Merlot or Sangria Rose It's Rosé, David Yeah So I'm going to go ahead and dig into some of this cornbread here So I'm certainly not going to do a dining review here Because that's that's Kevin's job And he does it much better than I could But just talking about the dinner that's here So we have our salad here It already comes pre-dressed with house vinaigrette dressing Salad's pretty good Dressing's a little bit heavy Now the cornbread here is delicious so as you're sitting here eating your salad and cornbread, you have people walking around asking if you want to buy the photos that they took of you and your family before coming in to hoop de doo I 
a special treat here. So I was able to meet with a couple of the Pioneer Hall players. They agreed to chat with me for a little while after their show. Wondered if you could both tell me about uh, about your show. Tell me about uh, what you think of the show and and get your thoughts. Sure. Uh, well, I'm Jim Handy. I, I kind of lead this troupe of uh, uh, performers. We have uh, two singers, two dancers, two comedians, and uh, we do three dinner shows a night here at the Fort Wilderness Resort uh, in Pioneer Hall. And uh, this is a show that's been going on since June of 1974. So we're actually celebrating our 35th anniversary this year. That's that's what I understood, that this is the 35th anniversary that's been going continuously since then. What do you think it is about the show that has made it have this kind of long-term appeal? I think it's really relevant still. I think that everybody that comes and, and, and sees our show, um, they want to be entertained, they want to have the time of their lives, and, and the way the show is put together, the way it's written and uh, structured, allows that every night, every time. And yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's something that, even though the, the setting is, is, is the 1800s, uh, it's still very relevant for everyone, and, and the jokes are still very relevant, and the, the emotions between all the characters and the relationships um, really are what drive the show. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, know? Johnny. And I think also another thing is the show is different every single performance because there's certain improvisational elements. I mean, there's certainly a script and a structured element, but every night it's completely different depending on who's in the cast. Um, What's, if we bring up audience members into the show mm-hmm. uh, at one point, and uh, you never know what they're going to do. Sure. That's that can always, quite that always adds an element of surprise <laughs> sure. to the show. Absolutely. Always, always. How, how has the show changed over 35 years? It hasn't changed much, frankly. Um, the, the original uh, script in 74 uh, was workshopped pretty heavily uh, that summer, and then... Uh, there was a little bit of a changeover. Some things were deleted. Uh, for instance, we used to have an apple pie dessert, so that song was different than it is now. Now it's a strawberry shortcake dessert. Little things like that have changed, but uh, the, the, the basic relationships between all six of the characters are the same. The basic structure of the show and what we do as the Pioneer Hall players is the same. Um, we, we obviously don't try to, to bring in newer uh, elements. No contemporary. No contemporary references. references. Yeah, we uh, try to stick with uh, bringing the audience into the 1870s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and and I think having the people that we do have here, um, the the really good relationships on and off stage, and the trust factor that we have among each other as actors is a huge uh, help mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. us to to be able to do this again for 35 years, three times a night. Sure. Um, Millions and millions of shows. It is the longest-running dinner show in the world, and to keep it the most performances of any. To keep it fresh and to keep it, you know, lively. So, I think the trust is big on that. Mm -hmm. You know, like I I trust all these guys. I know I get out there on stage, and and I know it's not going to be something that's going to throw us for a loop. It's Mm -hmm. always going to be really relevant to to what we are we are trying to bring the audience into. Sure, sure. And uh, I've worked with a lot of professional performers, and this group is really amazing. Uh, you have the highest quality uh, actors, singers here at the Hoop to Do Review. So how long have you both been with the Pioneer Hall players? Um, gosh, I think I, I began in 2002 um, and been here ever since. And uh, it's just been, it's, it seems like yesterday, right? It doesn't seem <laughs> Those like years flown by. I've been here since, since 2003, but it certainly doesn't seem like that long. Yeah. I, I think because it's not only, obviously, you know, something that we do, and it's, our, it's an art form to come in and, and 
and uh, perform for these guests on a nightly basis. But it genuinely is the most fun that you've ever had in your life. And that, if you are having the most fun and doing your show, then the audience is going to have the time yeah. of their lives too. There are sometimes on stage where I have to have a moment of uh, uncontrollable laughter because I can't control it. Yeah. I, I trying and it's like there's something going on stage. I mean, between six bits and Dolly, and it's just all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I apologize, audience, but I'll try and regroup here in a second. <laughs> but it, it, but it seems like you know, the audience is just part of the show too. So oh, absolutely uh, that. You laughing and having fun, I mean, it just really helps the audience having fun, too. I, I think that's the key. I mean, if, if you can let the audience feel like they're a part of what you're doing and not there's a show that you're watching and you're sitting here eating dinner, but we're doing to do a show up here on the stage, one of the reasons that we come out to the audience so often is for that reason. I mean, if you can make them feel like they are a part of this experience, of this, um, this just raucous party, then they're going to they're gonna buy it and they're going to love it and have yeah. the time of their lives. So and they'll keep coming back. I mean, we have we have return guests that have come over and over and over and over again, and you know they talk about how that continues to be relevant, and they still think it's wonderful. So yeah. we've had honeymoon people who were here mm-hmm. 25 years ago for yeah. their honeymoon are back celebrating their 25th wedding anniversary at the Hoop to Do Review. It mm-hmm. means yeah. a lot to a lot of folks. Huh? So any interesting stories that you can think of over your time in the show that uh, really stick out in your mind? Gosh, there are probably there so, are many. so many. Uh, there's, there's wedding repo- uh, proposals. I remember wow. yeah. uh, lots of crying and, mm-hmm. and yeah, some really magical moments that we've had. We had a 50th anniversary one night, and uh, we, we like to ask the guests, you know, well, you've been married a long time, yeah. what is your secret? And the guy 50 years said something like, you know, just say yes, ma'am, or something funny like that. And right after that, there was a 60-year anniversary. And, wow. And so we were like, well, we know the secret to 50 years. What What is the secret to 60 years? And the guy goes, don't die. <laughs> so that was that's. I'll never forget that. <laughs> there you go. That was fun. There you go. So, so life lessons from Hoopty Doo. Right. Yes. I've learned a lot. I've learned yeah. a lot from the folks in the audience. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Well, I know you both have another show that you need to get ready for, so I won't take up a lot of your time. But thank you very much. So I, I really, really appreciate it. Appreciate so it. really appreciate all you do too. So Come back and see us. Absolutely. So that was a real treat getting to meet a couple of the cast members from the show. We met Jim Handy and Johnny Ringo and they told me a little bit about the ins and outs of the show. I would recommend the Hoop Dee Review. It's a fun time. If you're looking for a good evening of family entertainment, come on down. You'll have some good food. You'll fill up. It's a hearty meal. Entertaining. Hour and a half, two hours, and it's a sure bet. Thanks for listening. This is David Parfitt signing off for the Diz Unplugged. Talk to you later. All right. Well, thank you very much for that, David. Uh, I agree with your assessment that the hoop de doo review is absolutely 100% worth every dime uh, you pay to go see it. We had such a great time that night. It was night. good times. It was great. And, uh, you know, from the servers, you know, our server was hysterical. Yes. Um, you know, just really playing, playing with us. And um, I don't want to give any of it away because they do some really cute things yeah. uh, during the night. But uh, the, the servers were, were in on it and... The uh, you could you could really tell that the cast was having a great time, that they really enjoyed what they were doing, that they weren't just kind of going through the motions of putting on this show. And I don't know how you manage to do that when you're doing this show three times a night, seven nights a week. Is there more than one cast? Oh yeah, there's oh yeah, gotta be right. There's no way. There's no way they're doing 21 shows a week. It's, no human being could do that. 
So it's, but still in all, I mean, you got to figure it's the same show. They're doing it all the time, yet they they, they seem to bring a great energy uh, to it. I mean, I mean, that was what really impressed me was how energetic they were. How you know they really seem to be enjoying it, and it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I can really truly recommend the Hoopty Doo review. I think everybody everybody walked out of there with the same with the same impression. Right. Um, I didn't know what to expect. Yeah, I didn't either. Honestly, I was kind of. I was with Max. He hauled live, and then. <laughs> But it no, was the it was food fun. was great. The entertainment was good. Yeah, Will, you ate a lot. It was a good meal. Now, how far in advance did you have to book this? Day before. Oh, we okay. got it the day before. We couldn't get the. I wanted the, one of the earlier shows, but there were none available. But we were able to get the nine nine p.m. nine thirty p.m. Whatever it was. Nine thirty. Nine thirty. Um, so that was kind of late because we had Stella over at the kids' club at the Wilderness Lodge because they don't have a kids' club at Fort Wilderness. They used the one at Wilderness Lodge, and we had to get her by midnight. Mm. We were so running. We were racing. <laughs> oh wow! To go get uh, get Stella. Uh, Teresa is going to have a report on that uh, for us next week. But uh, you know, overall, I can say that uh, I went into doing Fort Wilderness. I mean, I did Fort Wilderness because it had to be done. Uh, you know, we our goal is to cover all the resorts on property, and that's certainly one of them. And uh, I knew it was something Walter and Will would enjoy, and I really thought that I was going to just stomach it as long as I could and then, you know, bolt over to the Wilderness Lodge. But I have to say it made a, it made a fan out of me. Uh, the sense of community in, at the resort, uh, there's no other way to describe it. People were just, I don't know, there was just this sense of, this is like a community, not a resort. And everybody says hi. Everybody was so friendly. Everybody yeah, waves. you know, you expect it from the cast members to be friendly, but you know, how often do you go to a resort where every time you pass another guest, like good morning, how are you? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, that was a commonplace occurrence at Fort Wilderness. Um, I really like that the people who camp there. A lot of the people who camp there personalize their campsites and put all this stuff out. I think that is so cool. They make it their own. She said in the winter, it uh, holiday months. Oh, it's, it's got to be amazing. Spectacular. Yeah. It's got to be amazing. And it just, the whole thing, the whole experience was really, was really enjoyable. Uh, getting to, well, I mean, we drove mostly to the parks, except for going to the magic kingdom. We used the ferry right. from the Marina, which was, you know, a great, it's a great ride. It's a great ride. Yeah, that that was uh, over there on Bay Lake, and safe when Grace and uh, Tiffany come back by themselves. I yeah, I wasn't worried at all. Yeah, Teresa decided to let uh, Grace have a little free time in the Magic Kingdom, which was a big decision, really but uh, but it worked out. Yeah, it worked out. They she survived. did good. She did good. But uh, I can I can really say to you if if you're find yourself looking at Fort Wilderness as an option. And you don't consider yourself the outdoorsy type. Don't worry, uh, unless of course you're camping. And then, well, I don't know if I could have stomached the camping. The wilderness cabin, I was very, very comfortable there. It really, uh, other than the double beds, that was the the only hit they take in my review. Did you have housekeeping every day? Yep, yes. every day, every day, and good housekeeping too. He was very good. He was very good. I mean, because a lot of times, you know. Because I was sleeping out on the Murphy bed, and just in the morning, just to make space, I'd put it up, 
you know, it wasn't made. And right. I put it up so that I had room to, you know, move around and stuff and forget to bring it, you know, pull it back down so we could see that it needed to be clean, made, but it was clean. Was the same guy every day? Yep. Yeah. That was the guy that helped us with the little plug-in. We couldn't right. figure <laughs> Yeah, they couldn't figure out how to plug in the, uh, the golf cart. <laughs> well, we were pushing when we should have been pulling. That was the only problem. <laughs> Isn't that the way of life? But, uh, yeah, I, I can highly recommend We didn't get Fort to do Wilderness. everything that there was to do. But we had such a great time. We could have spent a lot more time than we did to uh, horseback riding, riding our bikes. I think it has more recreation than any of the other resorts have. It's just so big. The place is really is a massive place. So When you yeah. figure the Magic Kingdom is, what, like 120 acres, 130 acres, something like that? This is 700 acres. You could fit like five Magic Kingdoms in the grounds that they have mm. at this. I mean, it's amazing. It's huge. They have a dog park, too, for your dogs. Playgrounds mm-hmm. and a pool. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's actually a good point to bring up. That's, uh, there are some camping loops that are pet-friendly, that right. where you can bring your pet. You cannot bring your pet, unless it's a service animal, uh, into the uh, cabins. But there are certain loops uh, in the campground that do allow pets. So, And there is also a kennel there, if I'm not mistaken. And someone yes. had written, I don't know if you all saw the email, about um, if the cabins were... Handicap accessible. I did see a few that did have uh, ramps and. Oh, absolutely. Yes, yeah. some do. The one Bob stayed in actually uh, was handicap accessible. The they said they do have. So we have photos, accessible. photos of both of them. Evidently, not a whole lot because they said uh, depending on availability. So you'd have to book. I did see advance. a few though when we were driving around. Yeah, I saw some with the ramps and. Right. One thing you want to um, keep in mind is just you know when you're when you're going to book a loop. Um, keep in mind the ones that are walking distance to the trading posts and the the marina and different things. You know, you can get cabins that back right up to, uh, you know, like Pioneer Hall and stuff, which for convenience make it a lot of easier. You wouldn't have to rent a golf cart or whatever. Yeah, you know, so. yeah if, exactly. If you stay in the tents, then they have um, places for showers, bathrooms, stuff like that. Yeah, so you clean, might want to be close to that. that would what are they called, Teresa? Clean room, shower room or something? You guys Com- comfort station. Comfort station. Well, you know, I took a look. I took a look at the price that uh, KOA, uh, which is a big campground company, uh, what they're charging for a premium hookup at one of their campgrounds in Orlando versus this price difference was about twenty or thirty dollars. Really? Wow. Um, so I'm sorry for That's twenty or thirty dollars a night. It used it's to a be a brainer. It used to be a huge difference. It used to be like tremendous difference between booking anywhere else but the camping has become such a popular thing for people to do i want to just real quick go through um if anyone's interested in booking these through dreams unlimited travel you're not going to see the campsites listed on our request forms we were getting too many requests for people who were just looking and just curious and what was it going to cost to do this if you'd like a quote for a, a campsite at fort wilderness i suggest writing to Rhonda. She's one of our Dreams Unlimited travel agents. She is really our camping expert. She knows that resort inside and out. And that would be Rhonda at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. That's R-H-O-N-D-A. Correct. At dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. She'd be happy to get you some information and pricing, but it's not going to be on a regular form. You can book the cabins through our form, but just not the campsites. Yeah, Rhonda's uh, Rhonda's a great agent, too. Mm -hmm. Rhonda, really. I love Rhonda. She's fantastic, and she knows those the camping, and she knows that whole aspect of it. So feel free to give her an email, shoot her off an email, and she'll help you out with that. And also, I'd be really remiss in uh, if I didn't mention that uh, 
our camping forum on disboards.com. A tremendous group of people, of camping enthusiasts on that board. I got a lot of great information from that board before this trip, and I used uh, I used that board heavily uh, to help you know get some information and and plan. And I was really, uh, I guess I shouldn't be surprised, but I, I was really uh, pleased as I as I went through that that form just to see not just how how much information was there, but you know we talk about that sense of community that you see at the campground. That's the feeling I got on that board because it's even before we went to stay there that struck me that this seemed to be. Un- even though most of our boards have that sense of community, this had something a little more special. Hmm. This was a little bit more you. personal. Personal, mm-hmm. And when we got to the campgrounds, when we got to Fort Wilderness, it started making sense to me. And so it really is an awesome group of people that are posting on our, our camping forums. We're going to make sure we have a link to our camping forums. I did the same thing that before I went over that day. I went on the camping forum and, and like learned what to look for or what to see. It was a big help because I knew nothing about it before I went over. And these folks are experts mm-hmm. on this stuff. I mean, and, you know, it just it's funny because Fort Wilderness was always that place that I overlooked. It was just like I never really considered it or thought about it. it you know, wasn't someplace I was interested in staying. I would absolutely go back there again. Yeah, after seeing your cabin and Will's RV and my daughter had said we need to go stay there. And before that, I would have said no, but now we are. We're going to go stay there. And as we mentioned, we have uh, photos and video now on the site. Um, we have a video tour of Fort Wilderness, uh, a driving tour from the golf from the golf cart we perspective. Were just, we were just watching it. It's, you go check it out. It's yeah. really cool. And yeah. uh, there's over 240 pictures up. So and Will, yeah, Will was Will was a picture taking maniac. Will and Walter both um, took an awful lot of pictures. I think some of Walter's pictures are in there yeah. as well. Yep. So um, go check it out. But uh, that is going to do it for our slightly elongated um, episode. <laughs> Went a little bit longer than I thought it was going to go, but that's all right. Um, that's, uh, that will do it for us this week. Uh, thanks again, everybody, for your patience for us missing a show last week. Glad you stayed with us. And we will be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplug Roundtable. Have a great week, everybody. I'll say hello from Disneyland. Be sure to check out the blog. 